oh, my mom had a note. She was like, you guys both clear your throats too much. And I was like, okay, mom. Okay, rude. No, (laughs) I'm kidding. We'll take all notes. was um uh Bo- bojo boris johnson's response to the protests that are going on in india i say the thing that we liked we didn't like it <laughs> we, um, we, we saw- liked the video clip that yes. Singh Desi, what, who is an mp of slough i think it is yeah um and he he questioned bojo he was like um do you think that people should have fundamental rights and do you think that we should be supporting oh the fundamental right to protest mm-hmm. and do you think that we should be supporting um india I- india's people and boris was like unbelievably clueless don't he had no idea he was like um whatever's happening between india and pakistan they need to resolve themselves and it's like first of all there are, okay, wait, let's just like set the tone. There are so many layers to this because first yeah. of all, how the hell do you not know what's happening? It's the largest protest in all of human history with nearly 250 million people. Yeah, I saw involved. a comparison, not comparison, but someone was like, I feel like people don't understand how big this is. Like that's damn near the population of the USA. Mm-hmm. So like that many people worldwide are protesting this. Yeah. And it's not been... I haven't seen any, like, I've I've only seen The Guardian talk about it. I haven't seen anything from BBC. I haven't seen anything. Have you? No, that's what I was saying. I, I think I was, I think I was talking to you about this earlier. I was like, I've Googled it and I'm just not really seeing people, the coverage that this sort of thing should have. Like, it's yeah. huge. Massive. And, and rightly like- so. But Boris's re- response was just... I don't even know. He was like, mm, you know, they should, yeah, resolve it themselves. It's between them, between mm-hmm. India and Pakistan. And the guy, the MP's face was just like, Wait, what? And again, oh, it was that, that was, it was Boris Johnson's response is what has not been like reported on, like his blunder. Oh, you'd expect, again, you'd expect more people to be like, oh my God, did you see that Boris Johnson like m- messed up the mix up the thing but I guess it just shows how the the government doesn't care they I mean so this is what we were talking about right um and I I can't figure out whether he truly doesn't know what's happening or and, and is just that ignorant and and to be honest if that's the situation I would use the word stupid mm. um and if he does know what's happening, which I personally think is more likely to be yeah. the case, then why is he feigning ignorance? Why is he washing his hands of the responsibility of someone that is the leader of this country and, and claims that India is an ally and India is part of the Commonwealth and uh, some rules and, and, and laws that exist in India are only exist there because of colonial 
Britain mm-hmm. presence in India. And so I just I just find it really hard to believe that he actually doesn't know anything. Yeah. And he must the, the know. Like how do you to, not know? Yeah, and then the way of just being like, oh, this problem is like a brown people problem. India and Pakistan have had so many disputes, they can figure it out themselves and I, and we're not getting involved. And I just think that another element to that is ridiculous is because India and Pakistan are separated because of Britain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like when partition happened, like it was constructed to leave the whole of that part of the world in a divisive way so that people wouldn't do do whatever you know mm. but the whole point is it was purposefully constructed to be divisive and now to use that rhetoric as an excuse to be like it's not my problem don't get me involved but even if even if the protests were about the conflict in india and pakistan his response is still um still bad the fact that he was just mm-hmm. like mm, you know not going to comment on it I shall, I shall say no more. Like something as simple, all the MP was asking was saying like, do you believe that people have a right to, to protest? That question applies to multiple things that are going on around the world. The, the correct answer is yes. <laughs> I do, I do think. Fundamental human right. Yeah. And he has, I'm pretty sure, I don't know whether he has actually, I'm pretty sure Boris has said like people have a right to protest before. So I just don't understand why this time, or I do know, I do understand why, but it annoys me <laughs> that this time he couldn't just say yes, that yes, people have a right to to protest. Yeah, and I think this year in particular has been a, a extremely protest-filled year. Mm. Um, and I think it's it's quite telling when politicians don't listen to the protests, right? Because... Yeah. Politicians will do whatever they want to do, and then people are like, "No, bro, like this, this, this isn't it. This mm. is not what we want." And and the the right that we have, the fundamental human right that we have, is to protest something that our government or another government's doing, and and to then not even just defend that element, I think is is very weird to me. Mm. But the the government's response to all the protests that have been going on this year and in the past has, has been disappointing like forever disappointing yeah almost side like it's almost always trying to be um was always a very passive response or, and like that it is on the side of um maybe you shouldn't do that like why can't you just be happy with what what you have sort of vibe they're always like you know you know that friend you know i don't know if you've ever had that friend in a group who um as soon as someone they see conflict they're like oh no 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 like it's not that bad like they're trying like (laughs) they immediately try to pacify the situation they're like oh i'm sure so-and-so didn't mean it this way or like i'm sure it wasn't that i'm sure that's not what that was meant to happen like that that's kind of feels like how the government has reacted in a um oh is it is it really that bad like (laughs) essentially like trying to gaslight you do you yeah exactly maybe you're just taking it too personally yeah you know is it is it really that bad like are you sure there's nothing else that can be done like have you tried writing a petition 
<laughs> okay, and like this argument, I think is very interesting that you've like gone there because, for example, with the protest that happened in Bristol and then the Colston statue mm. was toppled, people have been petitioning for decades to have that removed. Yep, Pe- like petitioning for decades. Yep, 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 and then obviously, like people were like, "No, we've had enough. This isn't it." And also, Colston Hall in Bristol. Yeah. I think announced like a number of years ago that they were going to change their name and they never did it. <laughs> and as soon as the protests happened back in June, the Black Lives Matter protests were happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um obviously they then then that's when Coulson Hall were like, okay, I guess we'll change it. And then they, now they're going to be called like Bristol Hall or something like that. Um, Why wasn't it that already? <laughs> like literally it could have been that simple and now the now that the the statue was toppled something that has recently happened is the police have filed a report like they're they're arresting four people for the really of that yeah so four people are getting arrested and getting charged with criminal damage to property um <sighs> despite the fact that there were like thousands of people there on the day four people are going to get um arrested and 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 have like what criminal charges on their permanent record because they did something that the government continuously ignored Mm. and the government's excuse is as i said before like oh but you could have just written a petition there are things in place that um for you to like have your voice heard blah 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 And, and that was the argument of a lot of people who didn't agree with the the toppling of the statue and i was just like yeah but as you said, like those people have been writing petitions, they've been writing to their MPs, they've done the things that you've been saying they should do, they were just ignored. And this was the only way people listened. And now people are listening. And I think mm-hmm. the fact that, the, like, for instance, the, the Colson Hall that's now, you said the Bristol Hall is changing its name. I the fact I, I, I just, I'm not 100% sure if it's Bristol Hall, but uh, whatever, it's just, it, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's it's changing. Misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not spread misinformation, but <laughs> as far as we're aware, it's changing. <laughs> the fact that they've changed their name and like um, all this other stuff has happened and it's got people talking um, is a is a good thing. So for the police to just come and, I don't know. But I mean, it's it just, just like, okay, people want to protect property over people, right? Like people's feelings were hurt and like people were not, were, were being, somebody, people were seeing a, a slave owner glorified. And that obviously mm. is a really painful thing if your ancestors were enslaved people. And then to, to live in the city and be like, I love Bristol, but this isn't it. Mm. And that not be a good enough excuse to, to be taken not even an excuse, a good enough reason to be taken seriously for that. Yeah. And then for the reason that it gets taken as something that is an offense, like a, a, an actual crime or whatever, is damage to property mm. as opposed to protecting human beings, I think is wild. Yeah. You're like, okay, but have you charged all the, have you charged the slave owners? <laughs> and their families? Is that... <laughs> Have we got? Have they got reparations? Like the the people who were affected by it? I feel like no, no. And yet, the first thing no. you do, or the only decisive, divisive action you make, is to arrest the people who pulled the statue down. Yeah, let's not even uh, talk about the fact that people were paying back um, slave owner loans 
until 2015. Abort. Please, no. Leave it out. It's too much. Too deep. (laughs) That's too much for my brain. I think I posted that on my Instagram story. So many people were like, wait, what? And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. You best believe. Guess who's paying for that as well? Probably your tax-paying money. That's all I'm going to say on that. And I think this is very interesting because the government really is moving mad. Like, they will Mm. prioritise where they spend their money. Um, based on very specific interests. Like, for example, how is it that we were spending £7,000 per, per, like, per day on a single consultant for these track and trace systems that were faulty in the end? And that was for yeah. one... That's like... Okay, it's, a, it's probably the upper end price, but still, for like mm. one of these consultants, £7,000 a day. Yeah. But meanwhile... For an app, we didn't end up rolling out until properly until like last month two months ago yeah time doesn't work in my head anymore but (laughs) (laughs) an app that was meant to be launched in june yeah it was supposed to be at the end of like our actual three month yeah wasn't it yeah but but (laughs) kids can uh can go go hungry oh marcus rashford is just such a wonderful human being but also it's such a shame that 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 he had to do it if that makes if that makes sense that he had to that he had to rally people into into helping feed children like your basic human right to eat and the government were like nassos can't help with that uh, for, and they were only initially they were only asking for a week in half term, one week extra of the school meals that you already provide, and they were like, mm, "No, that's the parents' responsibility." But meanwhile, is the government taking care of the par- like people who are working? Yeah, like legit. And so many people are like, mm, "But you know, the parents just you know that whole narrative of." Um, people on benefits being like freeloaders and stuff. And I'm like, that's such a damaging narrative to, to spread. And whilst there may be like a small percentage of people who do take advantage of a system, that doesn't mean that the system itself is still not a problem. Like the the system is a, the, the system should then be reformed, not the blame shouldn't be on the, the people who are, who have, access to that system or who need to use it and and that should never be an excuse for children to go hungry and whenever people said that and I was like yeah but the children aren't the ones who are potentially abusing said system they just want to they just want to eat dependents yeah literally they are dependents (laughs) they're not the ones that are going to collect their their benefits each week or applying for what what not they are just wanting to eat lunch they want to run around they want to bounce off walls they they just want to eat one meal it's It's only one meal it's not like they were even saying like i'm sorry i'm visibly getting stressed (laughs) they're not even they weren't even like asking for the, the three meals a day it was just one week of the school lunches that they usually provide to be provided again and the government was like nah can't do that Ridiculous. I think it's. I think it's very interesting how we um, 
the government really just doesn't want to fund all of these things and in its place we're leaving all of these space like all of these spaces and all of this like all of this like necessity for charities to fill this gap Mm. because someone who is what marcus is like how old he's like 22 23 something like that yeah yeah below me i think he's extremely (laughs) young he himself like grew up having access to free meals he came Mm. from a very working class background and just because of that background that he has he decided to fill this space and make it something that people actually benefit from where it shouldn't that gap shouldn't have been there Mm. um and and we shouldn't be then expecting that self-made millionaires who have had literally everything stacked up against them then fill these gaps and then and then to use that as like the example that like oh well he did it so everyone else can just contribute to charity right like that's the solution that's the answer as opposed to oh no we actually all contribute to our tax which is where the money is meant to go the answer from there we're supposed to have distribution into these things (laughs) Kavita's just like fanning herself like (gasps) but like we pay literally as you're saying like we pay tax for for a reason and that reason is so that the government could then distribute it to the places that need it and and distribute it well but so Mm -hmm. often we have fallen into this narrative of oh look at this one great person who's done this great thing let's donate to them who will donate to charity like we're spending more of our money donating to charities to who will do who are aiming to do the things that the government should already be doing yeah so like how with um sir tom the hundred year old man who walking in his garden walked in his garden bless his soul and he raised i don't even know how much he raised like a lot of how much I think it was like 12 million pounds, something like that. It was crazy amounts of money, which was great. And it went to the NHS charity. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously that's amazing. And it's such a great um, achievement. And, you know, yay, Sir Tom, yay to the people who donated. But why did a a 100 year old man have to have to feel like he had to walk, do this thing to raise money for the NHS, when it, the NHS is a government-funded organization, yeah, like they should have enough money. They shouldn't. Honestly, there shouldn't be an NHS charity. No, if the system was if like, the system was correct, like if the system worked as it should, there shouldn't be a charity for NHS. They shouldn't be. So they shouldn't have to try and get more money. Hundred percent. Because they should be well. They should be well funded. Like well funded, well supported, and like, and and okay, like we all pay tax and we all pay yes. enough money that these services can be fully supported. Like there is enough money. Like this, when Theresa May is talking about like there's no magic money tree, but then there was easily a hundred extra, like an extra billion pounds that they could have given that they were happy to give to the DUP. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and then I'm getting a little bit sidetracked because I'm just pissed off to be no, honest fine. but then for example there's a there was like this new piece of technology that was going to be enrolled to boost um south wales's um energy 
generation and like to diversify like where we get our energy from and also was going to be the first piece of technology of its kind it was the Swansea Tidal Lagoon yes oh my god I remember that and that was it needed some funding from the government they said no to that but then went and gave more than the money necessary to the like to to other things Mm. so and to other things that like don't like and it's it's really just to like line other people's pockets isn't it like but giving even, a billion pounds to the DUP doesn't make any sense. No, but even in within that, like um, my friend's a junior doctor mm-hmm. um, and obviously there's been issues with um, the pay for nurses and junior doctors for a while now. And then the government came out and they were like, oh, we're going to be, um, the doctors, doctors are getting a pay rise. Yeah. And everyone was like, yay. Well, okay. Wow. Okay. Yay. Good. And then it turns out, and I was speaking to her, and it turns out the consultants, like the highest level doctor, the people who are already paid six figure salaries, <laughs> were yeah. getting pay rises. And the junior doctors were staying, staying on their, their current pay level. They weren't even going up with inflation, which it hadn't been happening anyway. They were, they were staying. So it was like higher level doctors that were getting paid more. And then mm-hmm. nurses and junior doctors were staying staying as they were and I was like something as as obvious as it just doesn't add up does it as as that like to you have so you had the money to pay to pay the doctors more and nurses and healthcare workers and you chose to pay the people who were already paid not too much I won't say too much because you know what they got their they got their degrees they worked hard they got to where they wanted to be but they're already paid a lot of money they're not the ones complaining about not being paid enough it just it blows my mind yeah and again it kind of comes back to the fact that like that these protests happened right there was like the junior doctors walk and the nurses walk and they they were all protesting and saying that these hours and these requirements are unfair and if we aren't and also like another element of this is like if these this is how we treat our doctors who are supposed to literally keep us healthy and alive mm. then and, and we're asking them to like jump through 10 hoops that are all lit on lit on fi- on fire and then mm. not supporting them and the doctors are saying this is too much this is unreasonable and you don't su- listen to them and then you wonder why junior doctors are incredibly stressed moving to other countries to find mm-hmm. work elsewhere but then it puts into pers- into perspective how they're treating working class lower class citizens oh my god exactly if you right? can't even treat people who i guess doctors are essentially middle middle or upper class um people if you can't if, a matter of opinion i guess if you, if you if you can't even treat treat them with the respect that they deserve the people that are basically keeping us alive essentially mm-hmm. how how then can you i don't even know i don't have the words it just blows it blows my mind i've only just made the connection that i'm like oh my goodness they're not even treating them right so then they're just treating everyone else so worse. much worse right the bar and, is and low the virus very, has very kind low. of exposed mm. who our essential and key workers are yes you know and if those are the people that are also the least supported and also the most not just the least supported but also like 
given so many unbelievable constraints that even when they are voiced, voicing their their opinions and their needs, we're not listening to them in the same way because of all of this other shit like classism and mm. And Britain is rife for it, you know, like people, there are loads and loads of amazing working class people that are going above and beyond what they need to be doing just to support their immediate communities because nobody else is thinking about them. Yeah. And that's incredibly sad, I think. Um, And it's tiring. It's so tiring, you know, and the government, what recently also increased funding for the military for the next four years they increased it by 16 billion pounds good lord and this again didn't really go very widely reported but i just like i just don't understand how in the middle of a pandemic where we have literally so many people dying and so many people under supported and so many people like stuck in awful domestic violence situations and people's mental health is like going in the gutter and there is no official support for it this is the time that we're increasing military Mm. spending like what the hell are we doing overseas that's more important than people dying here here yeah our people are struggling so much people have been there are some people that have been put on furlough for since since March. March. Some people haven't been able to earn a single penny since then mm-hmm. outside of whatever benefits they may be able to get access to. Some people who have become recently unemployed can't actually get onto the benefit system because maybe they were self-employed beforehand or yeah. through these all of these weird loopholes. But we're increasing our military spending mm-hmm. by 16 billion pounds. It just like, I, I can't, I like, I, I'm like, what like I read this and I was like I I can't I can't actually pay attention to this like I can't let it sit in my brain yeah because what the hell yeah and it that takes me to my next point of how we ensure that we have self-care and like sound minds when Political the government self-care. makes it so hard to want to stay here (laughs) where they make it so obvious that they don't care for majority of the people in this in this country how do we ensure that we are um protecting our mental health whilst also staying informed definitely political self-care is absolutely necessary and i feel like this is definitely something i've become more and more aware of as i've gotten older um do you have any things that you do specifically yes um so specifically in the when we had the black lives matter protests and movement um that was a pretty hard time for me for lots of people but um it i think because there was just so much content to consume it -hmm. just it, it it got too much i was like i already know that this is going on like it's been affecting me for for years like I've, it's my lived experience I guess so like um it I, it was just taking a moment to be like actually Annabelle maybe you don't need to be on your phone all the time reading all this stuff that's coming up on Instagram um yeah. like yes it's great that all these people are becoming woke and like 
happy days for them. But um, you don't need to be there to to witness it twenty four seven. So one of the things that I do did then and I do now is just um, I've got I set like time limits on the social media apps. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I actually deleted Instagram and Twitter for a very long time um, from my phone. Um, I remember we were like deleting Instagram and um, Twitter and just messaging each other on WhatsApp like, I deleted Instagram again, so yeah, yeah. see anything you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> if you need me, you can reach me here. Yeah. This and happened like so five times to... in a day. Every so often I'd go onto Instagram on my laptop like, <laughs> lovely, okay, bye, <laughs> like close it again. Um, so yeah, taking Necessary. myself a- away from all the content like we live in a wonderful world where like information is at our fingertips, but sometimes it can just be too much. So um, that is one of the main things that I do. Um, and also um, just not believing everything you read or taking things that you read with a pinch of salt as well, because there's lots of different perspectives flying around. Um, you don't always know the, the source of the information. Um, and it is very easy to get riled up about the way someone has like a, about a story but it's just because they framed it in a certain way and then when you dig deeper it's actually like oh it's not as they try to make it sound like you know when you read a headline um yeah, and you're like what and then you read the article and you're like oh <laughs> um, yeah. so that was one thing I always made sure I did and that's what I made sure I do before I I share on my social media as well. I'm like, okay, I see someone's posted this thing and this is likely to make me angry, but let me read more about it before I then share it with, with other people. Sort of thing. Yeah. What about you? Um, there's a couple of things I try and do, but I, I do think that one massive part of just like being, I guess, politically aware is how much of politics is actually based in just basic human rights yeah um and and i try like i don't think that i'm a particularly like political person but i do know what's right and what's wrong so i don't like think too much about like the ins and outs of all sorts of political squabbles but i do think that like certain problems need highlighting so i try and like i guess recognize i try and like pause and like be like okay am am I just why am I angry about this like why is this stimulating this reaction in me and like um is it actually human rights based is it political like what is it um and, and I do also recognize that like trying to stay informed when the government's moving this mad mm. it's like a full-time job right yeah. like cuz why why do we <laughs> Why do we not know that the government's increasing spending here and not and not supporting children eating and stuff like that? You know, like that in itself can sometimes be extremely overwhelming and you can really feel that um, intensity a lot sometimes. So I, I think trying to, similar to how you said, like set certain times, like I'll just set a certain time for me to be like, okay, now I'm going to read about this. Um, and I'm going to also try and read a similar story or like a story on the same matter from a different news outlet. Um, just so that I'm trying to get as least biased information as possible. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, like sometimes people will just write stuff and like a prime example of like news outlet bias is like how 
in um when it was the Black Lives Matter protests back in June and stuff, BBC put a ban on their staff wearing any supportive BLM things or whatever. And it's like, that's weird, right? Like the BBC is meant to be a neutral newspaper. Yeah. And I think they, Um, they that's very clearly saying not, (laughs) we are not so neutral. Yeah. And I think they did it under the guise of like, no, if we, if we're saying nothing about it, then it means that we remain neutral. But again, it's not like the statement in itself, Black Lives Matter, isn't something to be neutral about, right? Like it in itself is a fairly neutral statement. It's the simple fact that this matters, like Black people's lives matter. Like there shouldn't be something to argue about. But the fact that they turned it into something that you could argue about just because there were people in their audience who are racist and right wing yeah they decided that the their route was going to be to ban their employees and and again that is a choice that is not an unbiased decision that is a biased decision that they made so i do think that news outlets have their own perspectives and you have to be really careful about not getting all of information from one place um so that's one thing i do and then I also try and recognize that there are people who are like just career politicians. They just mm. make a mess and then they go to a different department and they make another mess. Yep. And so trying to write to your MPs and like hold people accountable. I don't know. I, I try and make sure that I'm not doing it all the time because I can't afford to do that all the time. Mm. But I do try and write to my MP about something at least once a month. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, I was going to say one thing I like that we do um, that we practice within our friendship is um, giving each other the space to read things when we're when we're ready as well yeah Um, whenever we like you know obviously we set up this podcast I saw you like this but there's never the pressure to read something straight away or like interact with it like straight away like sometimes I'll send you things and then I'll be like um, I'll be like oh I sent you this this thing on Instagram by the way and you're like okay well I'm not I try not to be on Instagram in the morning so I'll check it out later and I'm like okay that's fine like you know whenever you're ready or like you'll send me an article and you'll be like maybe trigger warning this can this is quite polarizing or this will probably make you angry and I'm like okay well I'll read it later because I'm not ready to to get angry like right now and I think that's something that people could go away and try with their own friends when sharing when sharing information or news articles or whatever, just um, don't expect an immediate reaction all the time, and don't demand um, don't demand one either, especially with your um, friends of color. Friends. Um, yeah, make sure that you are giving them the space to um, consume whatever they want to consume in their own time, and if they don't want to read it and they don't want to engage. Um, allow them that boundary as well yeah I think that's a really good point because there are so many marginalized people for so many different reasons like if I find out about some sort of uh, like injustice and in, for example the dis- disabled community and then I sent it to my disabled friends expecting them to be outraged mm-hmm. like that would be really wrong of me because they are not an out they're not my outrage mule for disabled issues yeah. I am not someone else's outrage mule for like 
racism or sexism issues and neither are you and i think practicing that in in our friendship has been really nice i enjoy yes, it i have enjoyed it a lot um so yeah i'm glad i'm glad i have you <laughs> yes and also um i think part of political self-care is is like listening to music and is engaging with hilarious art that takes the piss yeah and, like memes and like oh, how memes are our how... saving grace. <laughs> every, we are true every time, <laughs> every time something goes wrong, which is feels like daily at the moment. There's oh, there's always really. a meme to follow. Or, um, I hope I say his name right. Muni Muni Munya. What was that? Munya Chihuahua. Munya Chihuahua does not miss. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he. It hits the nail on the head every time with his sketches and and I just and it makes my life and Kavita and I always have a a bet we're like mm, how long is it going to take um him to produce something skip. about this about this article that's just come out and it will usually be within 28 to 48 hours 24 yeah. to 48 hours um mm-hmm. so yes what we're saying is take care of yourselves stay informed um but protect your mental health as well yep and keep laughing because remember that there are plenty of people that capitalize off of your unhappiness so Mm. laugh in their face (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening to another episode of I Saw You Like This a big thank you to Season for producing all the music on this podcast that's S-E-A-Z-N They are a wonderful sibling duo who are making some pretty, pretty sick beats. So check them out if you can. As always, we had a lot of fun recording this, so we hope you enjoyed listening as well. Please give us a follow on our Instagram page. Um, The at is just, I saw you liked this. Um, And there you can DM us, let us know what you thought of the episode. And also tell us if there's anything else you'd like us to talk about. But until then, see you next week soon around